You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The United States Poet Laureate Tracy K. Smith told the New York Times last year that she wanted to use that role to, quote, take what I consider to be the good news of poetry to parts of the country where literary festivals don't always go. Smith was named to the nation's top job in poetry by the Library of Congress last year and is traveling around the country with her work discussing the significance of poetry as an art form. Smith won the Pulitzer Prize for a collection called Life on Mars, and she's in Detroit this weekend. She will appear at the DIA for a reading and book sighting tonight at 7 p.m. You should try to get there if you can. If you can't, it will be... Uh, broadcast on Facebook Live, so you can sit at home and watch it as well. Tracy K. Smith, welcome to Detroit today. Thank you. Yeah, so it's it's really great that you're that you're here, and uh, I always really enjoy conversations with poets. Uh, you're the first poet laureate that I'm that I'm have a chance to talk with. But one of the reasons I like talking with poets is because I think I don't really understand their work. I mm-hmm. don't understand how that work comes together. And as a writer myself, I think it's one of those, it's one of those hurdles, right, uh, that, that I've always had, really understanding how poets uh, pursue that art form, how they get to where they, uh, uh, where, where they, where they are with the, with the work, uh, producing that work. Um, talk a little about for you, how this became sort of the essence of of, of who you are uh, as a professional. Yeah, well, I used to read poems, and I think without fully always understanding, mm-hmm. I ex- I was excited by what I was made to feel, and um, I just wanted to replicate that over and over again. I, I would read poems at, at a certain point in high school. I started writing what I thought were very intelligent, <laughs> art, artful poems. And then I got to college and had the opportunity to witness, you know, contemporary poets reading and talking about their work. And something kind of clicked. I suddenly felt myself aware of what was happening. I could name the things I was feeling. I could, I could, I suddenly found myself inside the Mm -hmm. perspective of the speakers of poems. And I think a lot of that has to do with hearing the poets read and talk about their work. Something was unlocked. But the other thing that I realize now, um, because I meet so many people who feel that they're kind of outside of that um, that conversation, yes. um, a lot of it was just my own anxiety. That what's going on here? What is the poem really saying? Right. Um, often, I think the things that are most useful that poems are saying are the things we feel immediately. You know, the language creates a certain kind of music. There's a rhythm. There are sounds that occur and recur, and that words that have tones that give you a certain kind of like emotional feeling. And then, of course, there's meaning in language and poems kind of, I think, teach you what to expect and what to let go of as you read them. Sure, sure. Uh, That tactile sense of feeling, I guess, is one of the really important I think that's the thing that makes you feel like you are in the experience that's being described rather than being told about it secondhand. It's all the objects and the sensations that almost put you in that position of the speaker. Yeah. Uh, And at the same time, uh, when I read your poetry, I do feel like I'm being told a story. Sometimes maybe I don't know what the story is, (laughs) you know, really trying to tell me, but I do feel like there is a narrative 
part of this as well, mm-hmm. as a, in addition to the tactile. And, and maybe it's the marriage of those two that, that becomes confounding for me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels confounding in life, too. You yeah. know, We are involved in stories, but sometimes the through line of that gets overshadowed by what we're feeling, what we, you know, what we smell, uh-huh. what we're remembering. And I think sometimes poems replicate that sort of disorder. Right, right. Um, uh, so um, uh, talk about uh, your work as Poet Laureate. Uh, that quote I read from uh, the New York Times suggests, I, I think, uh, quite excitingly, the idea of getting poetry to more people, getting mm-hmm. it to, to, to places that uh, that people may not think it's for them. Yeah. Um, well, the project has really kind of gotten just started. I had my first pilot trip into a rural set of communities in January because mm-hmm. um, these trips, I guess, take some planning. So I visited um, Cannon Air Force Base in Corvus, New Mexico, and read poems and talked about poetry with airmen. Uh-huh. Um, I went to the Santa Fe Indian School where students are writing poetry, but it's a really powerful Uh, history that this school represents. It was founded by the U.S. government in 1890 when the aim with Native American education was re-education and assimilation. And in in the 1920s, it became an autonomous school where the tribal communities had um, control over the curriculum. And language preservation is a huge part of um, the emphasis. So talking about language in that context where students were deeply mindful was really exciting. Um, I'll be going to South Carolina and Kentucky next. And what I find is that maybe writers aren't coming through these communities, <clears throat> but people are aware of poetry. Maybe the the conversation is something that happens in, in inwardly. Um, maybe people aren't gathering in rooms to talk about poetry. But it was really exciting for me to to meet people who have poems of their own that uh-huh. they've written in notebooks, <laughs> or people who have ideas and responses to the poems that I love that are different because of the geography and the the conditions that they find themselves in as opposed to where where I come from. Right, right. And what's the uh, what's the response that you're getting when you're going to these places? I mean, there's got to be some element of surprise, I would imagine, uh, that you're there and sharing these things, but then but then what? What I really feel like I've experienced is just the sense of what happens when a few people <clears throat> get together and start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel welcomed into a community. Um, <clears throat> poetry is exciting to me because poems allow you to dive into what's important. So you don't have to start out by saying, okay, so uh, what do you do for a living? Um, you know, where, where, do you, where are you from originally? That question. <laughs> um, you get to say, oh, this poem reminds me of when my mother died. And this is, this is how I felt. And so you, you leap into something. It feels like a really great way of um, getting to know the country uh-huh. in a way, like moving through different areas and having deep interactions with people. Right, right. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Tracy K. Smith. She is the U.S. Poet Laureate. She is in town for an appearance at the DIA tonight and at 7 p.m. She'll also be signing books there. Uh, if you can get to the DIA tonight to see her, that would be Really wonderful, I think, uh, a changing experience for you. But you can also check it out on Facebook Live. Uh, the museum will be streaming that appearance 
while Tracy is there. If you want to join the conversation, uh, have a conver- have a question for Tracy, you want to talk about her work or talk about poetry, give us a call at 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Um, uh, Tracy, you brought some books with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some books that I believe have poems that you've written in them. Uh, uh, and, and I'd love if you, if you chose one and, and read it for us. Sure. Um, maybe I'll start, I'll read the title poem of my forthcoming book. It's called Wade in the Water. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> the poem tells a little bit of a story. Um, I visited a ring shout in, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat is it's all okay. crazy today. <laughs> I, I attended a ring shout in um, coastal Georgia mm-hmm. back in last year this time. And um, one of the performers greeted me with this beautiful gesture that she then offered to every other person that, that walked into the room. And being in a place where the history is so heavy, um, that gesture overwhelmed me in a beautiful way. So this is a poem that kind of recounts that. And uh, Ring Shout, for our, for listeners who don't know, is this religious uh, uh, ritual, I guess, that uh, African slaves uh, used to perform. Yeah, it's it's rhythmic, it's spiritual, it has to do with praise and celebration, and also, you know, like saying, you know, we can get through this. Right. Wade in the water. One of the women greeted me. I love you. She said, she didn't know me, but I believed her, and a terrible new ache rolled over in my chest, like in a room where the drapes have been swept back. I love you. I love you. As she continued down the hall, past other strangers, each feeling pierced suddenly by pillars of heavy light. I love you throughout the performance, in every Hand clap, every stomp. I love you in the rusted iron chains someone was made to drag. Until love let them be unclasped and left empty in the center of the ring. I love you in the water where they pretended to wade, singing that old blood-deep song that dragged us to those banks and cast us in. I love you the angles of it scraping at each throat, shouldering past the swirling dust motes in those beams of light that whatever we now knew we could let ourselves feel knew to climb. Oh, woods. Oh, dogs. Oh, tree. Oh, gun. Oh, girl, run. Oh, miraculous many gone. O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, is this love the trouble you promised? Tracy K. Smith, U.S. Poet Laureate, reading her poem, Wade in the Water, which is part of a forthcoming collection in 2018 called Wade in the Water. Tracy, that was really wonderful. Uh, You know, I wonder what uh, the role of race and ethnicity and gender are in in the way you feel the work uh, mm-hmm. I think that's something that that all artists yeah grapple with uh, in in some ways that that's a very 
I think, explicit expression of of at least ethnicity and race. Yeah. Uh, talk about how that shapes your work. Well, I think in the past it has shaped my work outside of the frame in a way because I'm a black woman. The stories I'm interested in often have to do with people who are in some sort of a social margin, voices that are overlooked or ignored. Um, in this book, I think it becomes more overt because I'm looking at history, our current and ongoing conversation about race and even about nationhood has a lot to do with the anxieties that we feel across that racial divide. And so the poems I've been drawn to write are examining how that has played out in the past. So there are a few poems that are looking back toward the history of slavery in this nation. And then, of course, there are are poems that are set in the, the present day, where if I'm not thinking about racial difference, I'm thinking, what would it take for any individual here now to see somebody else with that kind of loving gaze that mm-hmm. the woman in the poem I just read had? Mm-hmm. What, why are we so afraid of that? So the poems that I'm, I'm, I'm writing right now are, are trying to understand what compassion might require of us and what it might give us if we were willing to let it. Right. How, how often uh, does the sort of current narrative and not necessarily news, but maybe cultural narrative, um, how often does that shape what you're writing about? Uh, I think it, it a lot. I mean, I'm in it. I'm swimming in it, just like you. <laughs> I hear the news. I listen to radio. That's where I get a lot of it. And mm-hmm. so it, it's almost like these voices and these events are in the room with me as I'm living my life in the car, as I'm going from one place to another. <clears throat> and so I take it in and it, it, it unsettles me. And for me, feeling unsettled is one of the like preconditions for writing a poem. Yeah. So yeah. It, that's it, a it really in interesting. That's a really interesting insight. The idea of uh, being unsettled as inspiration for the yeah. work. I mean, if you if you feel great about something and confident of what it means, you don't need to make art from it. Right. Right. Why bother? Right? <laughs> yeah, just enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Tracy K. Smith, U.S. Poet Laureate, will be at the DIA tonight at 7 p.m. for a reading and a book signing. If you can't be there, you should check it out on Facebook Live. Uh, Tracy, thank you very much for being here on thank Detroit you. Today. Up next, we are going to talk with WDIV's Devin Skillian about his recent trip to South Korea ahead of the Winter Olympic Games. Stay with us on Detroit Today.